In part one of this series on learned optimism, we briefly discussed self-esteem, depression, optimism, pessimism, explanatory style, and learned helplessness. Let's quickly review a few of those definitions and get right into how we can use them to learn more. First, explanatory style is the manner in which you habitually explain to yourself why events happen. Learned helplessness is a giving up reaction, the quitting response that follows from the belief that whatever you do doesn't matter. Pessimists tend to believe bad events will last a long time. They will undermine everything they do, and most importantly, it's their own fault. Optimists tend to believe that defeats are temporary and only relative to one situation. They don't view defeat as being their fault. They see that a circumstance, maybe bad luck or someone else, brought about the defeat. They see it as a challenge to try harder. Now, I challenged you to spend some time last week looking at your thoughts. Did you decide what is your explanatory style? Do you lean toward optimism or pessimism? Have you learned helplessness? And have you learned to do it without judging yourself? On today's episode, we are going to look deeper into optimism and how we can use this to help us in many, many aspects of our life. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. Optimism can help protect you against depression. It can help how you see what you have achieved. It can enhance your physical well-being. Now, I shared a disclaimer in the last episode, and I want to repeat it today. I acknowledge that sometimes overcoming depression isn't as easy as changing the way you think. As someone who has been to the depths of depression and back, I know that medication is needed in some cases. Only you and your doctor can decide what is needed for you. It was after I received medical help and got my chemicals back in order and working correctly that I found that I was still in need of some more help. That's where learning about how you think comes in. There is more help needed to help you to continue moving out of depression. The medication gets you started. This was the way that I felt that I was finally able to get to where I felt I had my life back. I'm urging you to open your mind, try something different, and see if it's what you're missing too. All right, with that out there, let's keep learning about optimism. Now, the central skill of optimism is changing the destructive things you say to yourself when you experience the bad or the hard parts of life that happen to all of us. Becoming an optimist is not about being more selfish and more self-assertive or to present yourself to others in overbearing ways. Becoming optimistic can be as simple as learning a set of skills that help you to talk to yourself 
from a more encouraging viewpoint when you encounter personal failures. Optimism has an important role in every aspect of your life. Note that I said role. It doesn't change everything in your life, but it can change a lot. Optimism can help protect you from depression. It can help you to achieve more, and it can even make your physical health improve. Imagine that. It helps your physical health to improve. Think of it as more than positive thinking. Optimism is a skill, and a skill can be learned. Anything that can be learned can also be unlearned, so don't forget that. If you feel you have learned to be pessimistic, it can be unlearned. You can become more optimistic. It's a skill that you can learn. I'm living proof of that. All of these results are amazing, but there is something even better that comes from optimism. This new way of looking at things can also lead you to an even better understanding of yourself, of who you are. You can understand more about why you do the things you do. You can see where you've grown and what else you'd like to work on. You can understand more about your failures and how you use failure as a way to move even further ahead. If you suffer from depression, you can learn skills to help stop it and prevent it from returning or staying as long the next time it does. If medication is needed to get you to a place to be able to see more hope, do it. Then you can choose when to use your new skills and how you can share them with others if you'd like. Again, it's so much more than just positive thinking. It's what you choose to think when you fail. Dr. Seligman says, quote, change in the destructive things you say to yourself when you experience the setbacks that life deals all of us is the central skill of optimism. Close quote. All right, let's learn a skill we can begin practicing today that will help you to become more optimistic. Dr. Seligman calls it the ABCs of optimism. The A stands for adversity. Write down your description of what happened, not your evaluation of it. This is actually harder than it sounds. Giving a description without putting in your own evaluation, or in other words, your own judgment, takes some mindfulness. Describe the events in a way that doesn't lead the witness. Just the facts, please. Try thinking about this event as simply data. If describing it makes your emotions start to rise or drop, you are adding judgment in there somewhere. So pay attention to how you're saying it. Take out any words that bring on those emotions. Try to keep it neutral. This is going to take practice, but don't putting off doing it just because it's going to take some practice. This is the only way you'll get better at it. Look for storytelling that embellishes. This is a very interesting way to look at what you tell yourself. Are you creating a story in your mind, you know, creating it more interesting and adding more words? This is what writing down a description of what happens is all about. That's the adversity in this skill. Adversity just means 
what happened. An example of this may be someone pulled into the parking space you were had your eye on. Adding judgment to it would ex- change that example to this instead. Someone zipped into the parking spot I had been waiting a long time for without even caring about me. See the difference? Try to keep the feeling as you describe it neutral. Parking space. Someone pulled into it. As opposed to all the emotion and storytelling in the other example. Okay, the next step in the ABCs of optimism is the B. And B stands for belief. Your belief is how you interpret the adversity and what you believe that it means. It's not how you feel about it. That's coming next. Most of the time, we don't even recognize we have strong beliefs about something because they happen unconsciously and very quickly. This is where learning to think about thinking comes in. It slows everything down and helps show you what's going on in that brain of yours. It can be a very interesting process if you look at it like data. Again, it's so important not to judge what your beliefs are. Just start noticing them. For now, slow down the time between the stimulus and your response. Remember, we learned about that in episode 135. Now, this step sounds something like, I just blew my diet or I am incompetent. Those are beliefs. They're not feelings. Let's plug this into our previous example of someone pulled into the parking space you had your eye on. The belief is what you think next. Perhaps your belief is that people shouldn't drive around parking lots and take spots from another person that is waiting for it. The other person may have a different belief than this. Which one is right? And in this, it doesn't really matter. Right now, we're just paying attention to what we believe. So we can move on to the next step and learn the skill of optimism. Okay, can you see the differences in these thoughts, these beliefs, and that how your belief is not always the right one? Sometimes that's the hardest one to become mindful about. All right, the last of the ABCs of optimism is the C. And C stands for consequences. In this step, you simply record your feelings and what you did. That's the consequence of the A and the B. Remember, we are learning to watch what we are thinking and to learn from it. So for this step, you'll pay attention to how steps A and B made you feel. That's the consequence of A and B. Did you feel sad, anxious, joyful, guilty? Write down as many feelings and actions that you're aware of. Like, I had no energy. I wanted to get her to apologize. I was tired, so I went back to bed. Now, if you'd like a list of emotions that you can use in these, in, while you're working through this, go to hunkydory.com forward slash emotion to print off the list. I made one for you so you have something that you can refer to. Now, use this list to help you find the closest emotion that you are feeling. Again, let's use that parking lot example. Your C or your consequence may look like this. You get angry, which is the feeling roll down your window, and yell at the other person. The first step to seeing the way you think is to be honest about what you observe. What good does it do you to inaccurately write down what you're thinking? We're just trying to look at how you're doing these three steps and taking out the judgment part. 
That's an important one. All right. Over the next few days until our next episode, write down as many ABCs as you recognize happening in your life. Try to get at least one a day. Maybe start with writing five ABCs on uh, on pieces of paper and make sure you're filling in one of those every day. Give your beliefs and consequences as much information as you can. Maybe by paying attention, you start to notice some of the unconscious conversations you are having in your head. When you start looking and noticing, you'll be surprised how many you start to pick up on. There's a lot of storytelling running around freely in your head. No wonder you feel weighed down with burdens. Many of them are happening without you even knowing it. Now, working on this during your journaling practice could be a great place to start identifying them. If you're not journaling, this could be your week to start. Either way, try to collect at least five ABCs over the next week. When you look for the connection between your belief and your consequence, Try to notice where pessimism can set off negative feelings of how you decide to handle it and how optimistic explanations can actually give you energy. It's a fascinating thing to start to notice. Now, as a trained coach, I can help you learn to be a more optimistic person. I can help you look at your thinking from another viewpoint and show you where your thinking may need just a little bit of tweaking. It's not always easy to see your own thinking clearly. You've had years and years of learning the patterns that you go to subconsciously, and an outside perspective can quickly show you things that you're probably missing on your own. If you have felt overwhelmed with how many times you've tried to be more optimistic and failed, I can help you with this. And a failure is actually just a chance to learn where you could do something different next time. All you need to do is start noticing it. I have more skills to teach you that will help you get out of your pessimistic rut and begin to feel hope in your life. You can learn to feel hopeful. So register for a free mini mentor session with me and I'll get you started thinking like this. Just reserve the 15 minutes of the time that works best for you and we'll get started. I'll help you to see some simple steps you can begin taking right away and you'll start seeing changes happen. So go to hunkydory.com forward slash mini mentor and choose the time that works best for you. Thanks for joining me here today. And remember, I see you. I understand how hard you're trying and I'd like to help however I can. Have a wonderful day. And I'll see you back here again next week. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful, and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day, and I'll talk with you again next week.